I was 25 years old. I put everything on the line to open this business. The reality is that 50% of small businesses fail within the first five years. To be a successful owner, you need to adopt the mindset that you work for your employees. Enough with theory. I want to hear from somebody who's been there and done that. This is I Want to Hear Your Story by Dave Bloom, a podcast that offers real-life lessons, education, and inspiration for small business owners and employees. Hi, Dave here. Today's conversation is with Steve Eck, owner of Eck Automotive in Chicago. Steve is a very inspirational repair shop owner to me. He is extremely innovative and not afraid to make changes to better himself and his company. Not only does he think outside the box, as they say, but he also looks at the box from a different angle that most people would not even think of. Hey, how's it going? This is Dave, and I'm at the Pioneer Studios overlooking the beautiful Great South Bay. And I have a very special guest that I'm very excited to bring to you guys today. He's a very successful repair shop owner in Chicago. He's a writer, he's a musician, he's an athlete, he's an actor, Mr. Steve Eck of Eck Automotive in Chicago. Hello. You know, right up until you started describing me, I'm like, wow, I thought I was a guest. He is talking about me. (laughs) Steve is a very innovative shop owner. I went last year with Cindy. We went out, we visited you Mm -hmm. out there, and I was absolutely blown away by your shop. Blown away by your shop. (laughs) And I'm like, my God, this guy's a freaking genius. I'd like you to kind of describe your feeling about your shop. So I, I think the first thing to talk about is what you see when you walk in. You know, not so much the atmosphere or the culture, but the, the actual, what you see, and I'm, I'm a huge believer, and I've, I probably overuse the term conceptual thinking, uh, because I'll go into a restaurant or I'll go into a department store and I'll go, hmm, how does that fit in my shop? You know, I like that idea. This It drew me to it. So if it's drawing me, it's going to draw other people. How can I take that concept and fit it into my shop? And then it's always, why does something have to be like it is? Why does a book have to be a book when you can put a bunch of them together and now you have a pedestal? You know, why does anything have to be what it's supposed to be? So why does an auto repair shop have to be an auto repair shop, but can it also be an art gallery? So I opened up an art gallery on the second floor. And then why does an art gallery have to be a stuffy art gallery? Why can't it be something cool? So I'm like, wow, what's cooler than throwing a couple of garage doors on the second floor, you know, so we can open it up and you have that outside feel to it and call it a salt air gallery. And the salt air, because, you know, when you think of salt air, you're at the beach, you're relaxed. You just step into the gallery and you're relaxed. It, it's almost that the art is secondary to the feeling. We put a bar in there, you know, because sometimes you want a beverage. Somebody will go up into the gallery and waiting for their car and they'll open up a laptop and they'll sit at the bar with a glass of wine. And just like, wow, I never knew that something like this can exist. And my response is, why can't it? Why does everything have to fit in a box? Forget the box. You know, figure out what the box is first. So people go, throw away the box. No, no, no. Figure out what is the box and why does it have to be that way? And once you realize it doesn't, then you can start pushing out the sides of the box. Make anything out of it. 
by you being innovative and by you looking for new ideas and doing things differently, how does that play into your employees and the culture that you build in the shop when they see that they work for an owner like this and, and a shop like this? So what they see and what I never have to tell them, but they see is I'm not afraid to make a mistake. I didn't develop all this. I didn't create all this. And I didn't get it right the first time. You know, I've gone back to the drawing board a bunch of times, but I've never failed. I just found a way that, you know what, I don't like that. I'm going to, there's something about it and I keep tweaking. So I already have the, that mindset, and that's extended to the shop where the employees, when they come up with an idea or something they want to implement, don't be afraid to make a mistake. Because we don't get it right the first time doesn't mean we don't get it right. You know, if some new system or some some new thing you want to bring in the shop, make life easier, start thinking about other things. I take it one step further and I just go, uh, d- don't tell me, show me. Run with it, show me. So you're a strong-minded person. You have definite ideas on the way you want to do things. Mm-hmm. And now one of your people comes to you and says, I have this idea. And you in the back of your head is saying, not the way I would do it. I don't think this is really going to work. So how do you take that with the person that comes to you with that idea? Um, <laughs> that's a funny one because I never want to discourage. Right. You never, you never want to squash an idea. So you have to walk down the path with them and let them discover this maybe not the best. And let them come up with that conclusion. Because if I tell them, never going to work, well, you know, that's just squashing their creativity. So I let them discover through conversation, or sometimes I'll, I'll actually let them do a little bit work towards it to realize it doesn't work. And sometimes it does work. You know what? And I'm the first one to admit that it actually does work. I feel that in business, by being innovative, by showing your employees that we're not stagnant, that we're willing to go in different directions, we're willing to try the things. If it fails, we'll go back and we'll do another thing. And to have a boss like that encourages people to come and work for you who are the people that you really want working with you. Right, right. And when you start to develop that, people see that going on and go, I want to work for that because they feel that way. You know, it's almost like you attract them. One of the things that I read about that I look at in other people's businesses and, and I feel myself because there are a lot of times that I get stuck in a slump is how do I keep it exciting? How do I keep the passion going when... Basically, at the end of the day, in our business, we're just fixing people's broken shit. People aren't real thrilled when they need brakes put in their truck. Tell my crew, hey, you know what you've done is, by doing these brakes, you've uh, enhanced the quality of that person's life. They need their car to get their kids to school. They're going to go on vacation. They're going to go out to dinner. They need their cars to live their lives. And their car is broke. And they're not living their lives. Now their lives are disrupted. And what you've done is give them that quality of life back. And yeah, we put brakes in a car, but what did we really do? We gave them the quality of their life back. You know, so that's how I see past the boredom. Boredom is putting brakes in a car. Purpose is repairing the car to give them their life back. The second I don't have that driver purpose, it's over. You know, I mean, I have such a passion that I, I want to, I want to help everybody. You know, I want to change the world. I know I can. There's a lot of people in this world that never lived the life they want. They never reached their dreams. They don't even know how to 
to set up goals. They don't. They exist. They don't have purpose. But they didn't. They weren't always like that. They, you know, we're young, we're ambitious, and, and somehow maybe fear, maybe this, maybe they failed at something. You know, and it brought them down uh, because you know people quit at doing things. And what frustrates me is because they quit because they think they failed. And I say, no, there's no such thing as failure. Failure does not exist until you quit. When I'm feeling really good, when I'm energized, when I'm passionate, mm -hmm. the business does better. My life is more enjoyable. Mm -hmm. People enjoy being around me more. You have those magical things happen where people just come out of nowhere. They're the right person at the right time. And it all happens when you really are in that top frame of mind, when you're in that peak state. But we all go through ups and downs. And within the last year, probably about eight months ago, I went through one of them real down kind of periods. In the past, I've been able to say, I'm going to bed earlier, I'll eat right, I'll exercise a little bit more and break out of it. But I got stuck in one that was like a little bit even beyond that, that took a lot more effort for me to come out of. Mm -hmm. So you can't help other people. You can't make your shop a better experience. You can't make it a better experience for your employees if you're not right yourself. Correct. Correct. So give us one of your secrets on what do you do? I mean, I, listen, I'm, I'm hoping that you're human and that you go through some really <laughs> shitty yes. times and stuff like I, that. I, I do. I okay. absolutely do. I go through a lot. Give, give us something, man. Give us something. Pull us out of the doldrums. I, I think first and foremost, the everyday love is you have to exercise. Your health is important. There's no way you could be great at one thing in life and suck at another. It doesn't work like that. You can't be the most unhealthy complainer about this and that and then crush it in business. I don't think it works like that. So I think you have to look at yourself first and, and then, you know, you have to eat right. You know, you, you can't go out drinking and partying and, and hurting yourself. You know, I mean, yeah, I like a drink, but you, you definitely have to take care of yourself first. And that's the everyday. And for me, I need to travel. I need to experience other things of life. I need that, that to bring me back, to center me. This trip here has been so much uh, personal growth, so much personal development in these last five days. I'm going to go back on fire. Wow, that's awesome, man. But give us something that you're not comfortable with. I don't know a lot about religion, I'm not a real religious person. And somebody came up to me and they said, will you do a talk about faith and in the workplace? I said, well, of course, if I can inspire somebody, I will talk. And then I'm like, well, what do I know about faith in the workplace? You know, and <laughs> not, not a best subject. So I met with them, I'm like, I, I don't know what you mean. And it's printed already, right? When they ask you to publicly speak and you say, yeah, and they print your name on the program, you cannot back out. Right. Oh my God, I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> well, this, and he kind of gives me the premise. And I'm like, oh. And I went up there and my, how I do it is, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. You know, I'm knowledgeable about myself so I can talk about myself. And I go up there and sometimes, most of the time when, I, when I'm about to be uncomfortable, I go up there and I say to myself, Steve, be you. Let you take over. Don't script it. You know the story. And just go up there and be yourself. Be genuine. And if you mispronounce a word, and you know you did, it was pretty obvious. You know what I say at that point? 
man, I wish I could pronounce that word. How do you pronounce that word again? And you just make fun of yourself. Right. And, and people will laugh and they'll go, you know, so it just makes it real because this is me. I probably mispronounced the word. I probably mispronounced, I mispronounced the word the other night and, and you called me out and I'm like, well, I'm from Chicago. Well, you're from Chicago. You probably said mozzarella. Uh, yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. So I, um, if I get something wrong, you just kind of laugh about it and you say, wow, I kind of got that wrong, didn't I? You know, and you just move on. You be yourself. So when I'm going to do something that I'm not real comfortable, I just tell myself, be yourself. That's a great way to do it. So that's, I just, I rely on me being me, you know, and not pretending to be somebody else. Very cool. That's, that's pretty inspirational. Our industries as a whole are pretty okay in the way they think and a lot of the customer service and, and what they do. Absolutely. It's just not really exactly what would make myself inspired to go to that place mm -hmm. and do that. And I think that what you do is absolutely amazing and, and inspiring to me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I use the uh, expression I heard one time, you can be in an ocean of sameness or a lake of difference. I'll take the lake of difference every time. I hope you enjoy this interview as much as I have. I hope that Steve inspires you as much as he inspires me. If you're ever in Chicago, look up Echo Automotive and pay them a visit. You will not be disappointed. You can hear our podcasts and find out more information about us on our website, pineairtruck.com, or on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Please subscribe and follow us.